U.S. Open tomorrow out in Shinnecock. Uh, we bring in Brandon Chambly, who uh, is on with us a lot to talk about the, and he's back to do the Open with us. So you see him on the Golf Channel all the time, fighting with Frank Navalo and everybody else there. So uh, <laughs> he and Navalo, do you guys actually like each other, or do you just like to fight? <laughs> well, when I played the tour, Navalo, we tease each other. We never break. I don't think we ever broke seventy six playing with each other because. We talked all damn long, all day. And at the end of the day, we never talked about golf, and we both shot 75 or 76. So, yeah, we enjoy uh, each other's company. Good. You guys are uh, good because you argue. That's the best part. You you see, know, people, you know, I, that's the best part is that you argue. Yep. You know, it is because you need you need a little confrontation. You get you know, it's good that you guys you don't have the same opinion. Everybody doesn't agree and nod their heads. You guys argue a little bit. It's fun. If you're not arguing, you're not talking. That's right. I, totally. So I can, cannot agree more. Okay. Big picture. Will the rain today help, you know, basically soften that course a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. You know, Phil Mickelson talked about hitting two irons off of the tee this week, unless the fairways got a little softer and he'd have to hit three woods. But I don't think we'll wait and see what the total is at the end of the day. It's not going to be significant. And the golf course is going to be dry for the next four days. The wind's going to be blowing. It'll, it'll blow it out. It'll dry it up. Uh, I don't think it's going to be... How what what is the toughest hole, Brendel? In your estimation, what's the toughest hole? The toughest hole, six maybe. Uh, depending on upon the wind, if the wind blows eleven, right? Um, but uh, you know, eleven's a little short hole. But my gosh, it gives guys fits. But but six six is likely to be. You know, okay, it's the only hole with the water hazard on it. But you think, well, it didn't come into play until you missed the fairway to the right, and you try to lay up and you're coming into this bad angle, but. You know, this is one of the few golf courses where almost every single hole plays over par. There's carnage here, like no other U.S. Open, basically. Yeah, you tough have to course. Go back yeah, fifty years. Yeah, great course, historic course, as everyone knows, uh, and the only one ever to have uh, a U.S. Open in, uh, or a major championship in three straight decades, uh, three straight centuries. So that's a that's a big deal. Right. So, and, and it's a, cl- a classic course. The only problem is getting there, which is an immense an immense problem, <laughs> uh, just an, an incredible problem. Which I know you guys uh, dealing with all traffic is something you guys are now understanding, and uh, it's it's clearly that's an issue, but. Uh, the players will figure it out. They'll get there on time. Now, give me this. Here's what surprises me. I'm not surprised a lot of people like Rose. I expected that. I'm surprised so many people like Mickelson. I love Phil. He's one of the few players I actually know because of my relationship with Jim Nance. I know him pretty well. Uh, I'll root for him like crazy. I don't think he'll win. I don't think he or Tiger will win. Do you give Phil a good chance? No, I don't give Phil a good chance. I know he's played here. Uh, he's played well here in the past, but you know his club head speed is is a lot slower than it was when he was here in 2004, and that matters a lot. Uh, golf course is a lot longer, and that matters. He's a lot older, uh, and he's more crooked now than he's ever been in his career. He's putting better than he ever has. He really is putting well. He is he's putting, putting great, well. yeah. but you know it, this place. The fairways have become very hard to hit here. 1995, the leader in fairways. In 2004, the leader. The leader right. hits 38. Wow. The fairways have become much, much harder to hit here. Um, and you know, Phil, Phil's almost dead last in driving accuracy. Yeah, he can't. He, so, he and Tiger both can't keep it in a fairway. Let's be honest. People who finish yeah. dead last in driving accuracy or close to it don't win the U.S. Open. I agree. So let me ask you, um, uh, what do you think about so many people being on Justin Rose this week? Do uh, you think that's merited? Well, you know, look, Justin Rose has missed the cut the last two years in the U.S. Open. 
So, you know, you look at that and you think you've been a good pick at both those. You, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very unpredictable, but I understand what people are picking Rose. Uh, his putters, uh, well, for the first time in his life, he's been a good putter this year. Um, so I understand it. And he's been here a long time and he and his caddy food have taken a very surprise because he's a scientific guy, but they've, they've gone in deep on, you know, the wind coming at all four points on the compass and the best irons each green, the right trajectories. So, yeah, and I get why people are choosing Justin Rose. I don't quite give him the edge over a dust, um, you know, and uh, and and Hendrick Stenson and Jason Day. But I get why people are choosing Justin Rose. Gotcha. I wouldn't make him my favorite. How about Spieth? Tell me this, Spieth. I heard, I saw him this morning, and he said, "You know what? I'm playing a lot better than it looks. I'm playing a lot better." The one problem, he's clearly not the same putter he was. He was the he was the best. And now, I mean, once in a while he'd miss a three-footer, but he was a great putter. Something's wrong. Tell me from your view as an expert on, on, on that. Tell me why he's struggling so much with the putter. Well, I think a couple different reasons. Uh, one, he's got a big forward press, and, and players who have a big forward press will, will sort of always struggle. Uh, and be inconsistent. Phil Mickelson is player fine quickest. Uh, he's rid of the forward press because he uses the claw. So there is that. Number two, uh, there are a lot of things that I don't particularly like about Jordan Spieth's stroke. Uh, most good putters have a two-to-one relationship in their tempo. In other words, their backswing is about twice as long as their forward stroke uh, tempo-wise. Very fast stroke. Those are going to always be inconsistent. He drags the putter handle down the line towards the target. There's only one good putter I can think of who's ever done that. That was Dave Stockton. The vast majority are players that release the putter. So that's that's an inconsistent. And he grips the putter, in my mind, he grips the putter way too tight. You can see it when you zoom in on his hands. His knuckles are white. Um, most great putters have a very relaxed grip. So I think he's always going to struggle with inconsistency. I think... Uh, Right now, he's got all these mechanical thoughts in his mind. At least that's the way it sounds to me because he keeps saying he's not comfortable. He's not comfortable. He's not comfortable. And that, to me, is, is tour speak for I got a lot of things going on in my mind. I don't know whether it's the alignment. I don't know where I'm lined up. I don't know. And he's thinking about a lot of things. And I get it because every single day he's missing putts that he previously made, and every single day he's having to answer questions he's never had to answer before. We're talking with Brandon Chambly as we get ready for the U.S. Open. You have been more on Tiger and right about Tiger than anybody else who's a, t- a golf commentator in recent years. You had it down pat what his problems were. Now you've even come around to say, wow, I've been impressed a little bit. I've watched you say it that in, in how much his game has come together. Where is he right now in your mind? The obligatory Tiger preview. What are you expecting this week? Well, first of all, I never saw, I never ever thought he'd come back and chip like this. So I was blown away and happy to be wrong about that. Never thought that he'd come back and have this kind of club head speed. I figured if he could, you know, put some sort of um, semblance of a body together, that he'd come back and hit his irons good. Uh, he's still driving the ball poorly. Uh, with stress, he looks stressed and drives it poorly. Uh, and for the first time in his career. He's putting very poorly. He just had the worst putting week. Yeah, last couple of, of weeks, career. and he's been a great putter. He was bad the been last great. couple of weeks, yeah. But he, he was good He was good a couple of tournaments back. Yeah, last, last two weeks yeah. he's been poor, yeah. No, not poor. Worst yeah. ever. Yeah. Worst he's ever putted. And 
you know, I, maybe some of it has to do with his back fusion that he can't lean over uh, without stressing his back the way he used to, but he's definitely got a different posture, which changes the arc of your stroke. Uh, it looked like he tried to change that from Mirrorfield or Memorial to this week early on in the week. But in general, if Tiger Woods hits irons off the tee and he hits three woods off the tee and he avoids hitting drivers, he's still amongst the best iron players in the world. He, he When I say he putted worse than he ever did it, memorial he also hit his irons than he's ever hit them which is saying something so i i definitely give tiger woods a shot this week if he doesn't use his driver can he put his driver away and compete on this course against guys who will, th- will be able to put their driver in the fairway like you know justin thomas and, and 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 dustin johnson and those guys can he do that yeah i mean yeah i mean he can but it puts him at a disadvantage you know he'll you know but he smokes that three wood, or he certainly was at Memorial. Uh, but you know, it's, it's it's just another little hurdle that he'll have to get over, and inevitably he'll get somewhere, right? Somewhere he'll get on this golf course where he'll want to hit driver. He'll recognize the absolute need to hit driver to get over a bunker, to get past the turn point, to get home and two at sixteen, and he'll pull it out, and. One bad swing, and you make double or triple. And meanwhile, Dustin Johnson or Jason Day or uh, Justin Thomas, they you know, or Justin Rose, they smoke it down the middle because they're not fighting that weakness. And uh, and that that'll be that'll be all the difference. Are you a Dustin Johnson guy this week? Off last week is 19 under at at St Jude, uh, and we know we know <laughs> right. that he he already uh, you know should have a couple opens. Uh, we know how far he hits it. We know how straight he hits it. Uh, if he if he makes putts, he's un, virtually unbeatable. The way he hits the ball tee to green. Uh, what are you expecting this week? I don't know how you couldn't be a Dustin Johnson um, fan. You know, I mean, there's there's the <laughs> the caveat that nobody's ever won the week before the U.S. Open and won, but in fairness, Hogan never played the week before. Jack didn't. Tiger didn't. So you're talking about the three best that right. the week before the U.S. Good Open. Good point. So, Good point. Um, you know, I and Dustin Johnson seems impervious to all of the the mental hangups of of previous generations. He really does. I mean, who else could withstand all the psychological trauma this guy had early in his career? And come back and you know, completely implacable. So, yeah, I like Dustin Johnson. I like him a lot. Give me a couple of what you would consider long shots. Give me uh, yeah. one of the younger guys or somebody. Uh, yeah. Give me somebody that thinks like a, a sleeper player who you think will play well this week. Uh, Patrick Cantley, you know, and, and look, he played well at uh, Memorial, no question about it. But uh, even before that, I would have picked Patrick Cantley. He's uh, he's just a rare talent. You know, I, you know he uh, – he finds a way, you know. He just finds a way to put it in the fairway. Finds a way to put it uh, up around the green in a great spot. Um, and then again, you, you know, Tommy Fleetwood is not on any. I like radar. Fleetwood a lot. I, that's you know, one of my sleepers. I like Fleetwood a lot. I think he'll play well this week. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah like if tonight, right? Yeah. I'd get roasted by Frank. 12th in the world. <laughs> I like Fleetwood, though. I think he's got a good game. I like Norrin, too. I don't try, you know, Norrin's a really good ball striker. I don't know if he's ready to win this tournament, though. Yeah, the thing about Norrin is, look, yeah, he's terrific, right? But he's limited in his shot shape. Uh, when you swing the way he does, swing that far left, you're going to hit it low. And you're going to hit it left to right mainly. And that's not good because you're going to have to get up on. You know, let's say 11, and the prevailing wind is left to right. You're going to have to draw it into the wind 
to hold it onto that green the way Retief Goosen did on Sunday in 2004. And he doesn't have that shot, or at least I haven't seen it. Um, you have to be versatile here, and that's one of the reasons I like Justin Thomas so much. The other guy, the, crowd, the crowds will be for Mickelson. We know that. The crowds will yes. be for Ricky Fowler. We know that. Those are New York type of guys. How about Fowler this week? And, you know, when, and we all say the same thing. When is he going to come charging and win it? Uh, you know, what, what do you think from Ricky Fowler? Well, I, you know, I exchanged some messages uh, late last year, early this year with his coach, and they were working on specifically becoming more versatile with his iron play so that he could play better in the major championships. And it came to fruition at the Masters. Yep. You know, he came running. had his best yep. week. That's right. Yep. Uh, so I like, I like Ricky. The, the great thing about this generation is the previous generation, the best putters were not good putters. You know, you know if you start to look at Sergio Garcia, not good. B.J. Singh wasn't right. a good putter. Right. Adam Scott wasn't a good putter. Ernie L. Right. wasn't a great putter. And, you know, so Tiger didn't have, amongst his strongest competition, well-rounded players. Well, now you have Jason Day, Justin, Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson. You have scores of players that are fabulous. Um, so they're much more well-rounded. So there is, there's, there's a dozen players that you can look at and go and make checkmate arguments for them winning. Um, so Ricky Fowler is certainly one of them. I mean, he's, He's got one of the best chipping motions I've ever seen, and he, he borderline has the best putting stroke I've ever seen. He's very confident putter. He's the most confident putter, I think, out there. He looks better over a five-footer than anybody out there. He just seems I, like he's completely confident he's going to make it every time. I agree. I think uh, his putting stroke is the aesthetic equivalent of Adam Scott's golf swing. You know, I've never seen a better putting stroke than, than Ricky Fowler's. I mean, you almost have to go back 100 years. There was a guy named Horton Smith who had the same wow. type of putting stroke. and. You know, I look at Orton Smith as a god in putting. I think he's the best putter ever. And and Ricky Fowler's putting stroke reminds me of his. How about that? Because, I, listen, I say the same thing. Fowler just seems so confident he's going to make those five, six-footers. He never misses them. It's unbelievable. And he's longer yeah. than you think. He gets the ball out there pretty good in the fairway. Yeah. And, 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 you know, for some sort of parallel, he grips the putter. He, he, one, he uses a long putter, which makes your elbow soft. He grips it all the way at the end, and that's exactly what Ray Floyd did. Exactly. I mean, he is the closest thing to Ray Floyd putting green. Uh, those soft elbows, gripping it at the end, letting the putter head flow. Uh, to not, you know, he doesn't have to worry about his putting strokes, so he can get into the nuances of read and you know, matching his reads with the wind and the slope and all those crazy things you will miss if you're thinking about mechanics and your stroke. What do you think? We're talking with Brown Assembly, Golf Channel. What do you think score-wise this week? We, uh, which side of par are we on? Well, I think four or five under par. You know, one thing about the USGA is uh, they've gotten soft. You know, they really have. They're soft. <laughs> off their identity. They don't want to be the master of the championship, and they list the players, and they read. They're, they're, they're scared of criticism. The USGA the last thing in the world they should be doing is listening to the players. Absolutely. Let them complain. Let them complain. Look, you know, I I didn't like some of the tests my people. They would have asked me what I wanted. But you know what they didn't do? They didn't ask what I wanted. The last person to be listening to when you set up a golf course are the players. You should drive them. You know, you you should absolutely throw draconian setups at them, narrow fairway screens, and then let them figure out how to deal with it 
technically and psychologically. So the fairways here are wider than they've ever been. The greens are bigger than they've ever been. The greens are slower than they've ever been. And it's like, you know, it's everybody gets a trophy kind of set up because somebody complains. And so I think the scores are going to be, you know, 500 par, 600 par. They're going to be more than they've ever Unbelievable. When, look, I'm worried about I – I don't think you should worry about a score when you set up a golf course. I think you should have a philosophy in mind of what you want to test. And to me, a U.S. Open is about testing execution. The Masters is about creativity. The Open is about dealing with the elements. And the PGA is sort of a combination of all this, but basically dealing with it. But the U.S. Open, we should have at least one golf tournament a year where we actually test for great execution. Can you stand up and hit it from point A to point B with great control? And if you can do that, then you're in a good spot to get it in a great spot on the green. Can you do that? And if you can do that, then you've got an uphill putt. Can you do that? Now, that's the person I want to hold the U.S. Open trophy. I don't want to see somebody miss a fairway by 50 yards, lay up, hit it on a green above the hole, but the green's only 11, not 14 or 12, and uh, they make the putt. I, honestly, I don't want to see that. Um, I agree with you. I, they make them squeal a little bit once in a while. I think it's good. Squeal. I agree. I totally agree. We still talk agree. about Hale Irwin's win in 1974 right. because it was so impactful. It was such a tough venue. Uh, and, and that, and by the way, he went on to win two more. So how about Ogilvy, how about Ogilvy at Wingfoot, right? He won. He was plus five, wasn't he? Plus five when he won there? I think he was, right? Yeah, he was. But that was when the setups began to get far more lenient. If you remember, Phil Mickelson. Oh, he, he, I listen, he never should have lost it. He hit it off the building on 18. Yeah, yeah I remember. Phil should have had yeah. no business standing on that 18th having a chance. Oh, please. Please. I, I, that, that was a killer. Absolutely. Well, listen, thanks. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> we, I'll be watching you. Thanks very much, Brandon. All right. Thank, thank you. you much. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Cheers. Brandon Chambly, I apologize, folks, for we were intermittently losing him in and out. You know, he was in a spot that it wasn't going to get any better, so I didn't interrupt him. I got the best of it we could. I apologize if you missed any of it, but he's always good and he's right the u.s open i like it better when they complain you know what he's right you know what there should be one tournament a year where they can't go out there hit the ball 50 yards to the right or left and still scramble and get a birdie make them go out and hit the ball in the fairway and execute a shot and then try to pause a good score where then where it's not 15 under where you know what par for the week is a great score where maybe two or three over wins the tournament you know that's what you want to see so i mean from that standpoint I'd, I'd rather see that so i hope they make it hard and you you want the players to complain at the US Open you really do that the greens are too fast or this or that last time they were here they all screamed about number 7 obviously that it was unfair we know that and they started watering it every three groups which was ridiculous so hopefully there'll be a little squealing and screaming because, you know, then, you know, you're testing the players. These guys are great players. They're unbelievable. Make them work and make everybody work the same way. That's the bottom line. Back after this.